0: Business Podcast, where we dive into the lives and stories of small business owners from around the country to learn what's worked, what hasn't, and everything else in between. Our goal here is to share as much high-quality business information as possible. And the best part is, it's all by business owners for business owners. Everything here is all about small business. We're here today with Brian Hansen, the president of Rocket Pilots Digital Marketing. Rocket Pilots are experts in SEO as well as PPC, Facebook, and web development, and much more as well. And Brian is an expert in SEO. I know that already just from having a short conversation earlier, so I'm really excited to talk to him and learn more about what SEO means for small businesses. So Brian, thanks
1: for joining us today. Yeah, Nate. Thanks for having me. Excited to be here. Definitely. So
0: tell us about Rocket Pilots and tell us what you do.
1: Sure. So in short, we help the legal community, healthcare, and home service businesses generate more leads and ultimately more revenue for their businesses. And we do that through a series of digital marketing products like SEO, Google Ads Management, Facebook Ads Management, and web development.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. So got some pretty cool niches going on there. How did you pick kind of those niches and and what's that been like?
1: Yeah, good good question. So and and I'm sure I'll tell you a little bit more about my my background today. But this is, you know, kind of going back to when I worked for a larger agency and just kind of getting exposure and experience and, and expertise working in these different verticals that I knew when launching the company, it was going to make sense to have focus, right? Because if you try to reach everyone, you resonate with no one, right? So right. just wanted to, you know, focus on a couple niches that we knew we could do a great job for. So just kind of stuck with those and here we are today.
0: Yeah, very cool. Yeah. And I, I definitely want to bring up kind of your journey into where you are today and we'll, we'll get to that in kind of our second a half here. But before we get into that, I want to ask some more specific questions about SEO because it's such an important piece of, of marketing and business, but for so many business owners, including myself, it feels like a, a foreign language a lot of the times. So we know it's important. Yeah. We've heard all the acronyms. We don't really know what it is or what it does besides it being related to searches somehow. So yeah. <laughs> tell, tell us what, what SEO is. Obviously, that could take hours. So give us the summarized version for people who you know, are not technically proficient yeah. there and uh, tell us why it's important.
1: Yeah, no, I know, and I understand the sentiment. I, I think friends and family members that have known me for years still really have no idea like what I do, right? At a very high level, it's all the best practices with getting quantity up and, and the quality of traffic from the search engines like Google, Yahoo, and Bing to your website. So that's an insanely like simplified view, but it's just kind of like macro level, right? But You know, when you think about like modern SEO, like what's happening now and in in 2021, you know, I just tell people, just think about the user, right? SEO is the best practices associated with creating an exceptional user experience for your prospective clients, right? And that could be a number of things. That could be, is the site fast? Are you producing remarkable content that they're engaging with? And then, like you said, we could go on and on, like video content, blog content, right? But if you put the user first, you will just naturally execute good SEO best practices.
0: I like that. That's, I mean, that's true for all areas of business, right? But it's interesting to think about it for SEO. I would never thought about it that way, but that's cool. That's really cool. I'm going to keep thinking about that because you, you blew my mind a little bit there thinking about it
1: that way. <laughs> yeah, it's so. just, just like you said, how it's applicable to all areas of your business, right? You put your client first and don't think about yourself and your business needs. You will just end up with a great company, right? Because you're Mm -hmm. doing what's right by them. You're listening to their feedback and improving accordingly. Very similar with the bet with concepts of SEO.
0: Yeah, that's great. I've heard content talked about that same way before too, you know, write your content as if it's your reader reading instead of you with all of your kind of, thoughts ready and background reading it. So that's, that's a great way to think about it. So in, as far as the toolbox of marketing goes, there's so many options in there and you guys obviously are able to provide a good number of those as well. Where does SEO kind of fit in that? I mean, we have so many pieces of digital marketing, obviously there's print app, you know, marketing and there's networking and there's all these pieces, but where does kind of SEO fit in there? How do you see it kind of fitting into the larger picture of marketing in general for small businesses?
1: Yeah, it's a good question, and you're right. I mean, there's like there's so many options. Like, there was a time when agencies can say they were like full service, right? And like anyone who says that now, like, probably just doesn't understand like how many services can be provided, and it's essentially impossible to provide them all and, and do a great job. So where SEO fits in is for when you're thinking long term, right? Because this is something that takes time, takes ongoing maintenance and you may not reap the rewards for it could be three months, it could be a year, it could be two years, depending on your industry, your market, a number of variables, you know, how, how competitive it is, right? So that's why like a lot of business owners are like, hey, that's great, but I need leads now, yesterday, and my budget is small, right? So it's like, well, it may not be the best fit for you now. You might want to think about paid ads so you can drive in some traffic, drive in some leads immediately. So SEO fits in for, you know, the long-term thinker. And again, like I'll be a little redundant on the whole, you know, user experience, but it's so important. But for any business owner, you know, that has a digital presence, right? They have a website, they have social media platforms and is worried and concerned, which they should be about the experience their users are having and how they're interacting with these different platforms and content assets. I mean, that's really SEO right? So that's why it's, it's, it's so important to be thinking of these things, especially going into the new year as SEO is changing again and video is going to be really hot in 2021. So really got to keep thinking about the users.
0: It's a great way to think about it. And just one clarifying question. When you say paid ads, that would be PPC. Is that correct?
1: So Paid advertising, it could be on a number of publishers. The most popular ones you're going to hear is pay-per-click on Google, like you said, and then you'll have your Google Ads, and then the Google Screened Ads, and Google Local Ads, where you see them showing up in Maps, and then it could be on Microsoft Network, which covers Yahoo and Bing, and then of course you know Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, all of the publishers are going to offer it, like Quora, mm-hmm. Reddit, but the most popular by far is going to be you know Google Ads and Facebook Ads. The number of advertisers on Facebook is growing exponentially.
0: Yeah, that sounds great. It does seem like I've been getting a lot more advertisements in my Facebook feed lately. So I, I don't know, Brian, I'm yeah. going to blame you for that. You're pushing everybody towards my Facebook feed. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you can blame guys like me and digital marketing companies like us. That's for right. Sure. I, yeah.
0: I mean, they're usually pretty, pretty accurate to what I'm looking for though, especially as I've been buying gifts and stuff. It's a little, it, it's pretty good. They're pretty specific. So anyways, <laughs> eerily, sometimes. Uh, yeah. yeah. You and I were talking a little bit before in a previous call about how the SEO marketplace is interesting because it has a little bit of an essence of, I don't know, sketchiness. There's not always as much trust there. And and talking to yeah. you, you're very different from that. I mean, you're very trustworthy just from our short conversation, but what can you tell me about that and why is it like that and and how should business owners navigate that?
1: Yeah. And I think it's important that we just, say it exactly how it is, right? Because there are some kind of unethical operators. So it's it's very important that business owners navigate, you know, that space carefully. So you know, I, I kind of look at it as you have people that fall into different categories. Like you have the people that are like any industry, like for whatever reasons, they're just kind of operating below board, right? And then you have the people who sincerely think that they are experts and are self-proclaiming expertise, right? But they're just not sophisticated enough to know. They don't have that humility, right? These are the people that have a lot to learn. They don't know what they don't know. So they're out there kind of accidentally misleading business owners, right? Which, Which is kind of a bummer. And then you have like the size of the agencies that you're working with, right? And there's pros and cons to small companies like mine and pros and cons to larger agencies, right? So at the end of the day, like when you're working with a larger agency, you just wanna make sure that regardless of the branding of that company and their experience and their reputation, who are the individuals that are going to be working on your account? Because if they were just hired and going through training, well, that could be suboptimal for you. So I encourage business owners to basically do the following. A little bit of self-education, and I understand everybody has business and their core competence which is their core competency so they can always spend so much time on this stuff but to understand seo and these other digital marketing products just at an elementary level so they're better informed during these sales presentations right that will just kind of help them sniff out some of the bad actors yeah and, and then just be diligent you know throughout the process and at the end of the day like we really make our buying experiences from an emotional perspective. So it's okay to just make sure that you connected with that agency, your values align, but you also want to make sure that the expertise, the price point and and things like that make sense. So you get the results that you want.
0: Yeah. That's solid advice for SEO, for digital marketing and for working with anyone, I think in general, kind of in the business sphere. I've had a couple client calls lately when, when we were kind of, you know, figuring out, should we work together? Should we not work together? And they asked me, who's going to actually be doing the work on my account? Kind of like you there said. You go. And yeah. I'd, never been, I'd never been asked that question before. It happened twice in one week. It's a great question. And, and you bringing it up is, is just adding to that, you know, it's, it's great to talk to, you know, the salesperson, whoever you talked to initially, but the question is, who's actually the person in my account doing the work, making things happen? And I, I love that. I'd never thought about that before. So that's, great advice to, to ask whenever you're getting a quote or a proposal in, in any sort of, of business, I think. so. Sure.
1: In other environments as well. Absolutely. Because right. that's what it comes down to at the end of the day, right? The, the, the company could have 500 employees, but I want to know about the people that are going to work on my account. You know? Exactly. Yeah. Is there going
0: to be consistency? Is it going to be someone who's qualified? So right. yeah, really great content already. But I want to get into your journey a little bit, Brian, and how you got into being an entrepreneur, how you started Rocket Pilots, Tell us a little bit of that story and what that's been like.
1: All right. Well, I won't spend too much time on the the first venture, but just a little bit. It goes back to, let's see, 2008 where a friend and I started a company called iChecks, completely different industry. You know, we were sales guys at ADP, which is one of the largest payroll HR benefits company. And we went off on our own. had a payroll and tax filing company, really fun, like a great journey. We were learning so much and, At that point, like I considered us both just like salespeople, right? So we were like kind of overselling the business and like getting a lot of accounts and then, you know, going back to a small office and processing it, doing everything ourselves. Like I'll never forget like one account I sold, went back, implemented it, ran the payroll, got in my car, drove it, dropped it off. And they're like, hi, Brian. Like maybe like that realization that like (laughs) I checked wasn't a very big company, right? So about a year later, we actually sold the business and at this, during the sale, raised money that went into the company. And then my friend and I ran the company for about 2012. And until then, we kind of did like an asset sell and, and, and sold clients to our software provider. And that's when my journey kind of started in marketing, where I landed at a, at a large digital marketing agency, but not really just in a sales role. Like it kind of started like that, but I had like a book of business And that's where my interest for learning really, really started. So I was just like consuming as much educational content as I could around all these different marketing disciplines, like SEO, link building, Google ads, right? Facebook ads. And then about, let's see, like we're going into our fifth year. So yeah, four years ago or so, I, I left and started Rocket Pilots and it was really like with the inspiration to just make sure that clients are properly taken care of and I know it's kind of high level but I saw so many people just like get burned with my last agency and you know so many like kind of stories of how they were not taken care of or didn't own their assets and and thought they did right so that's why we're so big at rocket pilots on transparency accountability dependability like crystal clear reporting right mm. and just These things like that don't sound like a big deal, but like uh, there's a lot of companies out there that impound the media buy, right? So they're like billing for what they're going to spend on the publishers. And at pilots, we're kind of like, well, why are you doing that? Google should be billing you for that, right? And then you have a fee from us. So let's kind of sort that out and let's make Sure. sure you own your website and, you know, not some random marketing company that's a little bit about the journey and kind of the philosophy around why rocket was launched.
0: Yeah, that's cool. As far as a company's core values, when core values that you share are accountability and transparency and pieces like that, that tells a lot about, yeah, the integrity and the, and the trust of a company. So that's pretty cool to hear. And I think when that's so crystal clear, like you said, in a company, it, it just tells a lot about what the client relationship is, is going to look like. So I, I love that. I think that's really interesting. And I, I hope that's something and I'm sure it is something that you share with your customers on the front end. Cause I'm sure they're like blown away yeah. by that. They're like, wow, this is new, this is different.
1: And it's, it's almost like upsetting to think that people say that, right. But, but they do because it's like, that's how the market is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you know, part of my like journey or, or my goal is like to educate every entrepreneur that can about the proper structure, right? How you structure your relationship with your digital marketing company. Right. And it's really basic, like you, the business owner, are the owner of all your assets. And everyone else, no matter how trusted your marketing company comes as an invited guest with the appropriate access, right? That's just how it should be. So you should never learn three years in that you don't own your website. Or that (laughs) when this company leaves, they're taking the Google Analytics or the Google Tag Manager code with them. Or that really the pixel on your website is their Facebook pixel and they've been building an audience, which has always confused me. I'm like, are you going to monetize that later? Like the ethics there are, are just horrible. <laughs> right? So yeah, it's just that, that structure is essential.
0: Yeah. We're getting into this already a little bit, but what insights can you share in kind of the, what being a business owner has been like for you And what insights
1: can you share there? So, yeah, I mean, for me, I think, you know, it's been stuff like, and I know they're kind of predictable, but people just keep learning them over and over again. Right. It's like resilience. Persistence, right? Because you can have a plan, which you should, but things aren't always going to go to your plan. So you just have to persist. And if you know that going in, then hopefully you can have the right mindset. So instead of being disappointed, right? Or getting down on yourself, things like that, that can affect your confidence, it's like, well, you already knew things weren't going to go how you plan, so now it's time to be flexible, right? And it's time to make like just these little pivots along the way, right? Because as as long as you have that mindset and and aptitude to continue to learn and understand that you will make mistakes, but as long as you reflect on them, learn from them, try not to make the same mistake twice, you know, these are things that are gonna help you along the way in in (laughs) being successful in, in your business, right?
0: Yeah, that's really good so many mistakes made right as business owners (laughs) and and i think i think that's that's a a good question to ask yourself and ask other business owners you know kind of depending on on your relationship with them but you know like what are the mistakes that you've made what are the good mistakes that you've made that in the moment were terrible and stressful and you know messed up some things but now have grew the business or changed the business in some ways so i think that's a a great piece to kind of reflect on
1: yeah and and to call good mistakes i think is really thoughtful right because like at the time You may not see it that way, you're frustrated, but then it's like a year later, you're like, wow, like I really learned a lot from from that mistake, right? And and I think the most expensive mistakes are probably around like your people because you just can't undervalue your team and how integral they are to the success of the company. And most people that start businesses, if you think about it, like they probably don't come from like an HR background. So that's something that most entrepreneurs kind of have to learn, mm-hmm. right? And they learn how critical, hopefully early on, how important it is to have a good team and also the importance of talent development, succession planning, employee retention, right? Things that can just make or break a company, no doubt.
0: Yeah, for sure. And that made me think of the, the e-myth, which I don't know if you've read that or where that's come from. That book, that's what yeah. I was thinking about is is that's kind yeah. of one of the themes in that book. So if you're listening yeah. and you haven't read the e-myth as a business owner, it's a must read. It really gets into that. You know, why do people start businesses? And oftentimes it's, Hey, oh, yeah, I'm really good at this one skill. I'm just going to make it out of it, make a business out of it. And and what you learn in the business world is it's a lot of actually not doing that skill, but actually doing a lot of other skills and having, you know, a small piece doing that skill. So it's, it's an interesting read about how to do that well. How to, like you said, build a team that can do that effectively. So definitely check that out. They even have some specifics for specific fields. Like I have the e bookkeeper right here behind me in the video. I'm, I'm not trying to, to push the e too much. I just think it's a good read. I'm not getting
1: paid or anything here. so <laughs> <laughs> there's, not, there's not going to be an affiliate link down below. Yeah, yeah.
0: great read. Click the it's link good. right here. No, <laughs> awesome. I just think it's a good read. So... That's funny. Brian, tell us what are some of your favorite parts of owning a business? It's obviously a lot of challenges. We've talked about some of those challenges, but what are some of the fun parts and
1: enjoyable parts that you've latched on to? Well, you know, for me, like when I think back of working for big companies, one thing that you miss out on, you know, unless you have some sort of amazing environment and the best bosses in the world, right? But like when you identify a problem or a challenge and you want to come up with a solution Execute it and then kind of like look back on like how that worked out and see like the process improve things like that. You're kind of handcuffed, right? So being a business owner, you have that autonomy, right? And then that that's one thing that I've really just enjoyed. And then you know just kind of the basics of it being my own business and and working on things that I'm passionate about and not getting up every day and feeling like oh I have to go to work. Ever since I've had my own company, it just doesn't feel like that, right? So you're actually like looking forward to Monday morning instead of dreading it. Yeah. And then just little kind of like ancillary or like fringe benefits. The independence component, right, is nice. So whether it's something as trivial as, you know, running an errand in, in the middle of the day or taking a trip and working remotely, things like that have made it really fun and enjoyable for me.
0: Totally agree. I never knew how much I would enjoy going to the grocery store in the middle of the day until I was able to do it. <laughs>
1: you could, right? like, it's it's great. At one o'clock. Yeah. <laughs> great
0: feeling. There's no one around. There's no one in the checkout line. Brian, I want to ask you one more question. And, and it's been so fun to, to learn your business insights. You have a lot of great, great ones. But what are some of the professional development resources that are that you enjoy using? I mean, once again, so many options, books, webinars, yeah, videos. What do you like and, and how do you practice that?
1: Right. So good question. And I I think how important that is, is kind of like varying degrees depending on what industry you're in. But mine in particular, it just like could not be more important because everything is moving so fast. Right. And there's so many updates. It's like if you haven't logged into Google ads for a month, it's like, okay, you're a dinosaur, right? There's been a lot of changes and a lot of new best practices and features and, and, and things like that. So Yeah, I am just an avid reader. I really love the big publications in my industry, like Search Engine Land, Search Engine Journal. And then there's experts that publish really great content in my industry. And that's people like Neil Patel, uh, Brian Dean is actually one one of my favorites. So yeah, just a lot of reading, a lot of watching YouTube videos. And then In my field, you get to like learn and implement, learn and implement, right? So we get that kind of feedback loop of, we're trying this tactic for this client. How did that go? And then, so that doesn't remain in like a silo, right? Like let's look at our Asana plans, like our internal SEO project plans, Google Ads project plans and like, hey, can can we apply that to other clients, right? And just like continuing to improve it really, really important in the digital marketing space.
0: Yeah. Excellent stuff. Brian, this has been a pleasure. I've learned so much about SEO, even just from our short conversations. If our listeners want to get in contact with you, if they want to work with you or just learn more, what's the yeah. best way for them to find you and, and learn more?
1: Yeah, I've, I've enjoyed this as well. Really, th- thank you for having me on. And yeah, if your listeners want, want to learn more, they can go to the website, rocketpilots.com. And if they want to get into the weeds with some more educational content they can check out the blog there and there's some good content that's kind of niche specific that they can read through
0: sounds good yes i can vouch for the blog i I read one of the articles for sure and it was very informative so excellent stuff thanks again brian thanks for your time and thanks listeners for joining us on the navigating business podcast and we will see you next time